Okay, <laughs> let's let's do the big clap. Three, two, one. this is artwork play podcast i don't remember what else to say i can say that again oh shit jonathan dropped the phone um i don't actually remember what we talked about that's just what ben ben talked about getting us getting too fired up in the podcast i'm already too fired up too fired up (laughs) oh because you're dropping the phone and stuff um yeah, are we just introducing this is our workplay podcast? The podcast. Yeah, you're doing a great okay. job so far. <laughs> <laughs> this is Art Workplay Podcast, a podcast about art, work, and play. Damn, there we go. So who are we? We're spec work. What is spec work? Um, sometimes I tell people it's a studio, other times I tell people it's a collective. It's not really much of anything. Uh, a, a loose agreement to continue working on pr- it's more the projects that we've put into it so far it's a website it's a url specifically Spikework is a game design collective made up of currently myself kat bloomkey jonathan carroll and, and me ben McCarthy. ben mccarthy and then what are our like what are our respective contributions well, what's yours well, I'm, I do sound design and composition, and then depending on the project, we come together and kind of develop concepts together. And then, you know, periodically we get together and uh, talk shit and speculate about making other projects together. So far we have, what, three or four projects that we have shared with the world. And then, uh, as you point out, we have the website. Yeah, it'd be, you always want to get more projects on that website. Because then it, I feel like there's more things we could put on. But yes, the we, I think there's, well, there's like, uh, you could think of it as being each of us sort of has their own, pro- their project that they're like spearheading in the collective. Um, so there's, that's one way of thinking about it. But um, oh, true, and true. as to the, who the is, what I do programming. For contributions. Yeah, I lend design and you lend it i lend design and visual direction when you want it back back. yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) unwillingly (laughs) lend design um and yeah each of us have contributed sort of a brainchild of our own that the others have um uh reared a little i suppose (laughs) (laughs) So today we're like getting the podcast off the ground, trying to get the Twitch stream off the ground. We've been fucking around with the audio and visual for like, what, 45 minutes? And we're finally... Uh, John, hours. Yeah, hours. Hours. But we're doing hours. it. It's happening. Uh, and today we want to talk a little bit about uh, organization, unions, and uh, specifically of gig workers, which connects to some of the themes we've explored in our games. And we want to do a playthrough of Holler. Which the is the no frills game that uh none of us have played yet, no. but almost seems like uh yeah, the the horrible real version of the kind of tongue in cheek <laughs> game uh gig co that we put out earlier this year, where in gig co our project, you're an Amazon factory worker, uh, sort of a gig worker trying to avoid automation in No Frills, the grocery store's game, Holler Online. It seems, we haven't played it yet, but it seems you're a just a regular person who's trying to cut corners at their local No Frills. Cut corners <laughs> literally and figuratively. Yeah, at their lo- <laughs> No Frills and avoid, it's, it's some sort of side-scroller, so you're trying to avoid Maybe things. You could, this could conceptually be in uh, a game that is set in the gig economy if the uh, shopper was working for DoorDash or something like that. Mm-hmm. One of those gig economy apps where you... Uh, uh, people order groceries through the app and someone goes and picks the groceries up at a grocery store. Yeah, it, and uh, I think there's several grocery store chains that offer that. I mean, Amazon 
was Amazon was offering a service in the States. I'm Walmart's not sure if it was successful. It. Yeah. And then I saw a PC. So, so which is owned Connected no, to no frills. frills. Yeah, yeah, I believe. Also, no, I don't. That's what I was wondering. Right. Because No Frills has President's well, Choice. Well, No Frills has President's Choice. Yeah, so yeah, I assume okay. they're like part of the same parent yes, company. Yeah, definitely. Like a Loblaws parent company. And Loblaws is owned by, um, uh, what's his face? Weston, right? Which is the president. He owns the President's Choice. He's the president who's making all the choices. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> About but bilking he, us for bread and yeah, pr uh, price. They're the ones who did price literal bread price fixing, and they're like a Canadian legacy family. I don't know, like, and th th they they've kind of been around for a while. They have streets in this city, for instance. <laughs> Are they also the? Is the Westin Hotels? Is that also them? Or no, that's ones? spelled differently. They're Westin West bread, on right? and Westin. Are they right. Maybe I'm confused as well. Yeah. No, there. Are, I, I I just heard in a another podcast that the besides this one uh, that soon this will be the only podcast I listen to. But, but <laughs> until now, there has been no other pod. This podcast has not existed, so I've had to listen to other podcasts. But um, they they said the Westin guy is the second richest guy in Canada. Who's the then. first? Who's the first? Uh, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you get yeah. that rich doing brown face. You can't get that rich <laughs> until you start doing brown face. Um, <laughs> okay, so the, roughly the theme is organization, our organizing the podcast, union organization, and food. So, John, you wanted to talk about this article uh, about, like, well, kind of like this article and this movement to organize Foodora. Yeah, the the... Fudora workers that the company calls them riders in Toronto voted to unionize. Shout out um, Thomas McKechnie, who like a Toronto playwright who is also spearheading that uh, yes. initiative. Man, playwrights for radical change. <laughs> well, he would he takes that seriously. So, um, the they voted to unionize over the summer and the. The corporation, the the company, launched this really awesome looking website that was like just say no, <laughs> with but a it, picture of a nice white lady. Yeah, nice, happy looking writer. Um, and the white ladies it, being like the most popular ride type of writer that one encounters ordering from the <laughs> I'm sure. Um, and yeah, the. They voted, they, they were about to vote for it. And then the, it was called, like called up to uh, like the question of whether or not Fudora's, the, the people who work for Fudora counted as workers was brought to the courts um, because it's content, the contention by the, by Fudora is that um, their workers are just contractors because they're just working through the app app functioning is some sort of like always temporary contract. Um, yeah. So this absurd reality is that the people who are working, what is contested, the contested issue from the company side is the people who are working for Fudora, whose work is to ride for Fudora are not workers. So they can't be unionized under the postal worker union because they're not workers. That's, that's the, that's the absurd crux of it. And so the they, vote, the like vote they, that they took is being blocked. Through yeah, this. they did vote, and there they people voted, and people were rallying right. around the vote. But that vote will not be disclosed. It will not be counted. It That's will not wild. be opened. The decision exists. Oh man, yeah, so wild! Which it's is, a Schrodinger's box. And, but, yeah. but the thing about it is, is like this is like a classic union ploy. Um, Anti-union ploy. Uh, sorry, you got it. Yeah, yeah. an anti-union ploy where uh, these issues are contested. And then uh, the same thing happened for part-time workers. I think the article says for the Ontario College. Um, the same thing happened when Wynne forced the elementary school's teachers back to work. Uh, this, this was contested, they're forced back to work. And then very quietly, a uh, settlement was paid out to the teachers who were, uh, who, who were forced back to work in a, in a fashion that doesn't honor or respect their collective bargaining agreement. 
a settlement um, as in they just paid them off like they just they paid, paid them, them like they had to take the they had to take the lumps so like part of it is as is the, te- the 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 teacher's right to strike was um was um summarily uh um trodden over and then they the then the government oh yeah we got that wrong here we'll just pay you a little bit but in the meantime the 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 teachers were forced into arbitration instead of being able to negotiate uh, for their contract. What does arbitration mean? Arbitration is when a government official comes in and uh, negotiates between the two sides of the company, and in this case, the the uh, elementary school teachers. Uh, I'm a college professor. That that's one thing I should have said amongst like what I do. Um, mm-hmm. And we went on strike in 2017 for about five weeks, and we also got legislated back to work. And the arbitration came down. There were some wins and losses, and that's the way arbitration tends to shake out. Um, a lot of the union brass for my union uh, kind of thought arbitration tends to benefit us um, in such a harsh anti-union climate, and that's why these like these. Uh, legislative knots that um, the, some of these votes get tied in are, are so problematic, not just because it keeps uh, kicking the can down the road for the workers who are looking for change, but in the media, the in the propaganda mill, it looks like unions are powerless. So it kind of like is bad for morale, bad for the union brand into the bargain. Whoa. Like you're, it, it makes it look like all the effort you're going through to be a union, to be a part of a union, to be like the rank and file in a, union, a union is pointless because it's pointless. It's very Tina, right? It's very Regan Thatcher. There, there's no alternative. You just have to, and you can see it in that article that you passed us, John, the CBC article where the Fedora guy is like, oh yeah, well they can try and kick up their little dust storm, but in the end of the, at the end of the day, you can't unionize a gig worker. <laughs> oh right, that's what they were. They were saying that the gig workers could kick up their dust storm, but because they're contractors, and so it's gone to that. That's arbitration. That's ha- what's happening right now between uh, Fudora and its workers. Yeah, and that can take literal months. Like we were out for five weeks, and our, our like we had to work without a contract for several months, which is not technically legal, but. That's what happened, and then there was no settlement for us when we had to work without a contract. Well, you got? Did you get paid while you were working without a contract? Uh, yeah, we got paid our old contract, as far as I remember. Uh, but until it was negotiated, we also had to make up for all the lost work. So we had to compress our courses, and we had to um, kind of. Uh, pay extra care to the students, which of course you don't mind doing, but uh, that, that means we're doing more to kind of like make up for the strike and you never get remunerated for that. It's, it is interesting to think of um, the gig workers for Fudora because they have no, it's they're, they're, uh, they have no physical infrastructure that they engage in as workers. There's no break room that they all congregate at or whatever. Um, just pink bicycles in the city. Yeah, they can identify each other, which actually we saw a couple. When I remember when we were in Berlin, I walked by a couple like gatherings of whatever the equivalent for Fedora is in Berlin, where it's like everyone was wearing, and they said it was some sort of like uh, organization uh, meeting or something like that. But besides the unifying jackets, yeah, they have no no sort of shop floor to meet on or whatever, uh, except for the app, right? Like the app is the only sort of, it's technically the property that the, uh, that the, the company is like offering them to work upon and then, um, but they can't they can't even communicate on this app like in our the joke, uh, the fake gig economy company we made Gigco has an app where where employees can message each other. But um, there's the, no similar. And in that it's be it's because the in this in this future dystopia or just this alternative dystopia, <laughs> the idea that the Facebook and Amazon, Walmart, they all exist as the same company. So then they would share yeah, there would just be one messaging system. Yeah, but- I don't actually, I don't actually know if there's a way for Fedora employees to message each other. 
Maybe um, you should, John. You were you were reading to me and Kat from the from the app. Weren't you looking at the app and the language in the app was kind of amusing and uh, like I was looking speak? at their their hiring page. I think that's yeah. what I was looking at. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That their their number like the <laughs> can yeah, I hear? Can I bring it? You up? bring it up. Uh, I, you can bring I just it want to point cropped a little. Um, I want to point out to people, part of our experiment with this podcast is we're doing, we're also trying to get a Twitch stream going with it. We're trying to record it. So there's this visual component and what you're missing now um, by just listening to this as a podcast and not seeing it on the stream is uh, the official, what what, what would you call Sam, Kat? Like a a mascot, (laughs) a fourth member? Uh, a leader, a the leader, the, the a leader and figurehead uh, has crept into the scene and is kind of like dominating Cat's attention to some degree. Kinda, right now. Yeah, kind of taking over. He was screaming earlier, and so he had. He, I just had to do something. Yeah, it's there's really mo- there's almost like motivational. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. Like, we oh can- yeah, that looks great. Okay, that's um, awesome. So uh, now, so now we're looking at the the application website for Fudora and they have all these uh, beautiful riders in their branded uh, pink and gray gear. Um, they don't look like they're working. They look like they're just hanging out. Chilling. Yeah. They look and like they're emphatically that's chilling. That's kind of how it's, yeah, it's, kind, yeah, it's definite. Explore your city is not necessarily a work. Yeah, it doesn't, oh, yeah, it's not synonymous with work. <laughs> Ride around and become a trip advisor for your friends. You see You'll that? see Two something jobs. new every day. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can piggyback your job. The first guy's got a very socialist realism look. If you scroll back up to the Absolutely, white guy, who's yeah. the first, he's, he's like looking into the future with his beautiful <laughs> blue eyes and his little curls. A perfectly branded bike helmet. Yeah. <laughs> There a bit of a gradient? No, it's just light. <laughs> Tips. Yes, please. Well, at least they're not garnishing all their wages. Well, wow. I, I don't know. They would be in, love, in, it'd be awesome to hear what the story is with that. Yeah, like with Uber when I was, or, or Lyft, I think it was, in the States, um, they, Lyft was trying to set themselves apart as the company that allowed you to tip, therefore, was the better option for the ride share. Uber uh, was. No, Lyft was saying that they had tipping. Uh, But then when I was actually talking to the people, because we were taking a lift, they said like they couldn't actually see the um, amount that was tipped. (laughs) And I could be wrong about this. Like this could have changed. So I could be corrected. But then, um, yeah, I ended up just giving people cash because fuck, like, how do you know that's actually going to the, the riders? Just, just the riders, it's, just drivers in this case. Well, they're all riding something. They're all riding or die. The, um, <laughs> the gig economy ride. You could, it'd be easy content for, like, if we wanted to do interviews in this podcast, uh, just interviewing gig economy workers would be amazing content. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, so, yeah, that's, anyway, this is, yeah, this the uh, this wow. also this it's so every statement does sound like this crazy double thing propaganda but the next sort of selling point for the fudora job is reclaim your time part-time or full-time decide when to work and spend your time off doing what you love <laughs> oh god isn't that right like yeah touring your city and showing your friends your cool city doing what you love aka your tour bus operator job <laughs> yeah how many is that? Is oh there you'll need oh ooh, okay Sam do you want that? Oh yeah, this is this is important as well. Like oh, the what you'll need section. Of course, specifically first, it actually needs your mobile mobile device, device bike, car, or scooter, and then eligible to work in Canada and older than eighteen. Yeah, so you need there. It's, oh, it's the same guy. Very consistent. It's intre- nice, like way to uh, finish. Their whole sort of. Uh, it's like their manifesto. The gig economy manifesto is sort of just stated in their hiring webpage. <laughs> this idea and, that, yeah, that it's free, freeing the fact that you have no regular schedule and no guaranteed wage. Um, in this <laughs> in this context where, like, we so frequently vote with our dollars and, like, when the... Who is the CEO of Uber, Cat? And then he kind of came out in support of Trump and then he had to step down and everybody abandoned Uber... 
Oh yeah, that was a while. That was during the election. No, and afterwards, People specifically like, when Uber. When the taxis went on strike in New York, that's right. That's the one. The airport, but Uber continued to take people to and from the airport when there was a mass demonstration against the. I can't even remember. I can't remember what it was. It was. I think it was when uh, uh, Trump did the got Muslim rid of all band yeah, the Muslim sort of band. thing. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was. That, yeah. So yeah, and so people ceremoniously, you know, deleted the app, and then I, I of <laughs> course, you know, I, I like to be like critical of this sort of reactionary thing. And then, then I like dutifully abandoned Uber Eats to go over to Foodora hearing about the unionization thrust. Uh, I wonder if it's been impacting their, like, their, like, I wonder if people are switching over to Foodora. They're hearing that it's a unionized shop. You're uh, saying it's all like a, like a psyop from the side of Foodora? <laughs> yes. Like, yes. This is some like Vladislav Surkov shit. Like um, <laughs> they're they're putting in pro union instigators, knowing full well that they can like. But I guess they they why would they want to appear like the evil company? That's uh, they should just go full on with the union. They'd get a lot, maybe get a lot more business. But no, business is just afraid too, of unions. Yeah, too scary of to be real. It's not even that's what's so crazy. So like, you know how socialism uh, talking about labor is becoming more popular. Um, yeah, I just you saw risk- a Twitch streamer. Uh, he was, in fact, Wikipediaing live social social dem- <laughs> dem- Democrats. <laughs> he was, no, yeah, he was looking up social democracy on his Twitch stream. And oh, everyone yeah, was like, talking about the concept. It. Yeah, pretty good. Um, feeding in. But with <laughs> the growing popularity of like. Uh, socialism and then implicitly like, uh, you know, uh, labor politics, Um, you, I wonder sometimes how capitalism will find a way to co-opt that, like how it will find a way to make the urban outfitters or the American apparel of like socialism. Do you know what I mean? The same yeah, but I mean, it's, this is just like, uh, you know, history and re- return, like Che Guevara was, was branded uh, yeah, true, true, true. and Marx is, too like uh, um, you see all the memes where they take up Marxist discourse, and I think even us filtering th- these sorts of ideas through uh, these digital platforms to a degree is already doing that work. Yes, we're we're, we're already like this is more free content. This is more uh, free work. We're already doing that. Like yeah, we're, well, we're, Twitch, Twitch itself, the platform which we are attempting to use. Wait, watch what you say. Oh. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch is, it's a company owned by Amazon, which is exactly the um, co- company we take, subject of, of scrutiny, of joke, of a joke that uh, we present in our project Ginkgo. So they, yeah, the, any, I mean, they acquired Twitch, um, but it is also like the a, a, a large. They also platform. call their workers contractors. The yes. warehouse workers are contracted in in Amazon. Yeah. Yes. And Which is also, such a hilarious mm-hmm. invention. This whole idea of the contract worker. <laughs> yeah. It's so hilarious. It's like, oh, no, no, we're 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 you have to sign and say that you get less rights. So it's <laughs> fair. You signed. You signed that. <laughs> What do you, our hands are tied. <laughs> when it's like an Oculus, it's you, the same thing with the VR too. Like we're trying to do this VR work about frontline workers and, and then Oculus is like run by this guy who's like an open Trump supporter, which I mean, mm-hmm. let's, we don't need to be reductive or anything like that. Like, but mm-hmm. like Trump is not directly contributing to the opioid crisis, or at least I haven't heard that hot take. But it, but it does, it, it, it's, the purity politics are impossible when you're doing digital media. <laughs> <laughs> you are just doing, like, you're, base, you're engaging in this sort of techno-feudalism we complain about in a big way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In all of our <laughs> But we are doomed to always become the subjects of our work, I think. So, or, you know, the subjects of our art, so. Like, I don't know, we're all living in intern purgatories of our own. Unfortunately, yes. So we want to watch. Spe- specifically uh, mentioning, um, yeah, I suppose the. <laughs> what were you going to say, Ben? I was going to say we want to watch how the Fudora thing unfolds. In the, it seems like it's going to. The 
Certainly, the company Fedora has managed to kick the can down the road uh, in terms of arbitration. Um, hopefully, well, there, the, there won't be any energy left. Like, is that that's that's precisely part of the impetus? But I mean, in to be like to try and be a little bit more objective, the the union itself offered its own kind of um, uh, contentious issues, and that also is impacting uh, the process. And then, the, I mean, this is, uh, we're definitely want to be like raw, raw unions and everything like that, but you do see, you do see how they're, and this is something we've discussed before, but unions and, and, uh, corporations are kind of born in the same creche and you see how they're playing their, their, uh, by their own mutual set of technocratic rules and in the mean like there is there can you imagine i mean yes there are certainly much much more precarious jobs but this is a very precarious job riding around on a bike especially in the dead of winter i just love this idea of have your time to yourself you don't get to stop if you're trying to make a living wage in toronto what time where is this time coming from <laughs> um uh and so yeah like the precarity is just exacerbated and it is a thing that that ideally should happen and needs to happen and it's it, the can is kicked down the road but we're at about halfway do you want to uh switch into this uh playthrough yeah let's yeah. do it do you have any final thoughts kat um on the fedora topic no i mean i haven't actually read the article that we were citing so <laughs> awesome let's get no, i think that gives you the... fresh eyes wait now so <laughs> fedora is it meant to evoke a fedora Yes, is this yeah. like a is it what, what's is it like a milady reference is it <laughs> yeah i wasn't sure either when they started popping out on the scene it seems like exactly you know fedora was very much in public jargon i think or at least in our circles at the time so it is a word you can chew on i mean it does have that quality but the, <laughs> the, the, the evoking the image of the fedora just seems it's because what is it? Wasn't their logo also um, like a dinner plate? So I thought it was supposed to be reminiscent of like the hat shape. Right. <laughs> I want to. I want to look at their market research. I want to know how they arrived at that. <laughs> they 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 they've got some like Don Draper creatives. Perhaps <laughs> it was just like food to door. Like oh yeah, I mean that's, it. that's how it happened. That's but totally it's, it. <laughs> 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 And the ah is just like an arabesque to like round off the <laughs> exactly the baby problem yeah. of a title. Food door, food door, food. It's like the it's like a, a cellador. Right. The most beautiful word. The most sibilant word. It's from Donnie it's Darko. The softest word. That it was from. It's just from English. It's English. just from. It's just a thing English teachers tell students to mystify yeah. them. It's the sound of one hand clapping. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, okay. The translate transition to uh, Holler. No frills presents Holler Isles of Glory back to school. So it's yeah, a, we're actually wait. You got to leave space for the music, John. I thought you wanted music. <laughs> now I'm gonna put the music over your transition. <laughs> so no frills came out with this video game in the summer months or was it even earlier i can't remember uh but it's a browser game it was, yeah it was in the spring they did the first version if that's what you're getting at yes that's so we haven't actually played it but it's a browser based side scroller um from nostalgia core yes in it's so if you're not viewing the the re the recording of the stream uh you have a <laughs> you have an image of uh it's <laughs> it is very much like uh uh what is this ratio the ratio like three to four ratio four three, yeah. four, three ratio uh pixel like pixel art uh you have a yellow gradient with a yellow store in the back that is clearly a no frills and in this edition there is a school yellow school bus pulled up um, all in the same color palette as well. A uh, holler in this wonderful 3D font um, that towers over you. Can we like, talk about holler for a minute? What the fuck is holler supposed to mean? We'll link the game in the show notes so you can like play along if you want. Mm -hmm. what, what the fuck does holler mean? This is more mystifying than Fudora. <laughs> they have, I've noticed that they have at certain no frills, very large shopping carts. And on those shopping carts, there will be, but... 
However, they're not shopping carts for use by just any normal person. They're they're <laughs> solely promotional shopping carts. They're to contain a whole bunch of one thing generally to promote that thing. Oh, like a sale. Item. And then uh, it, it's it's very large, like twice as long as a normal shopping Sounds cart. Sounds absurd. And it, it yeah, entirely. <laughs> yeah, like just think of how how you would maneuver such a large cart. And they're already on, unwieldy, famously. <laughs> Not only that, but there is absurdly a, a, like a fake driver, a fake license plate on the shopping cart. No, and that license plate says "Holler" on it. I think it came out. I think it came out at the same time as their fashion brand, which I which I don't know whatever happened with that fashion brand. But at least here in Toronto, you can buy uh, you know yellow and black sexily. It looks like very indie. Somebody would sell these shirts on Instagram or something like that. They also, do they, they all, have like no name branding on the front of them or something? Yeah, it's very like that, but it's like holler. And then you kind of got like, it looks kind of like screen printed. I don't know. I, I, maybe oh, I'm okay. like remembering there, it wrong, but there's just so much to say about, about this game really. Like yeah. just cause no frills itself is so weird how it's, um, uh, like it's a hipster brand, but it's like co-opted from being a working class Canadian brand. But it, yeah, it has this hipster. Yeah, if you now. look into the yeah, if you just like look into the history of its actual like conception, it's just you know we're going to offer a select number of somewhat nutritional products that are available for a cheaper price. Yeah, it's archly <laughs> neoliberal. It's like yeah. It, 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 this, this is your austerity store. Come to the austerity <laughs> shop. And then like all the, and then the, the hipster is like a byword for like uh, middle-class people LARPing as working-class people. And so, <laughs> and so, you know, you go to austerity the- Austerity neo- fetishists. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I was really struggling, you know. I had to get, <laughs> I had to get the no. And so we should mention here too that the the branding was produced by an OCAD student. I wonder if they're seeing any of the revenues of the from off the holler uh, fashion line. They definitely hired some new advertising agency to do their ads recently, and I wonder if I wish I we should do more. We should find out who that person is. And yeah. get them on the podcast. We should find out who designed this game as well and get them on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's very fitting to kind of have these kind of like unrecognized uh, artists working behind the scene. To mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, that this is, yeah, retconning the beginning of the podcast where we did a quick introduction. A lot of the um, the kind of concretizing uh, force between uh, or behind spec work coming together as a a video game or interactive media focused collective is was our interest in like how we see these um, a lot of the these precarious uh, jobs uh, that uh, are create are um, organ not organized because they can organize but that that run through the apps like Uber or Fedora like we were talking about today there is of course the, the people who are de- behind designing these things. Um, and that uh, that the digital the digital side the the digital infrastructure that are creating like the bonds of this labor force uh, is equally something that is interests us uh, and the people who are actually behind creating all these uh, these like gamified uh, the gamified working conditions that are like uh, where it pushes you to work a bit harder uh, or perhaps you'll get more rewards if you work a bit longer um, are and are something to be like scrutinized and examined. And so that's where a lot of this, the idea of like art, work and play uh, kind of intersect is that you have this overlapping between uh, what are the technologies or the mechanics that are behind um, certain kinds of exploitative uh, behavior, like exploitative behavioral triggers for uh, keeping you on Facebook longer, um, but will also be used then to make the Fedora workers work longer and uh, make you also like play Call of Duty for and longer. shop and shop <laughs> in this case um, because you're going to be a hauler at the end <laughs> and that's incentivized. Um, so the yeah picking this as a picking this topic as a first uh, thing to explore or this particular game to explore uh, opens up onto the broader context of 
the kind of work that we're doing. Totally. The, it's also crazy. They're still developing it because yeah, this, this is, is like a, back to this is an updated like expansion pack for the original hall. Or fans of the original hall might notice that there is now a school bus in front of the <laughs> No Frills. I wonder how long the the studio has been contracted to update this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the other question is maybe we can answer this after we play the game. But if No Frills paid us. How much money would they have to pay us to make this game? How much <laughs> money would you guys t- need to make this game? That's a that's <laughs> that's a question that we'll be able to answer at the end. I'm just yes. wondering. The answer much, is yes, Ken. <laughs> if it's a, <laughs> yeah, uh, I want an itemized budget. <laughs> no, it's like what price do you need? Would you have to sell out to this level? Hmm. Well, I I mean, more is or it, less than one hundred thousand dollars. Well, I, it's not that I wouldn't be placing judgment on the people who are developing it because there is no, no, such no. a, yeah, there is a glut of video game workers, oh, yeah, especially yeah. in Toronto. And, uh, yeah. I'm just saying you would do it for a certain amount of money and I wouldn't do it for, oh, there is a certain <laughs> minimum amount of money. And then I would totally make, make something like this. I think it might be about $100,000 for me. Knowing that I have to wait till the playthrough, you know, that's when all will be revealed. Okay, Okay. Kat, I'm going to play. play? So we're doing this absurd thing where if you're not following the Twitch, you, so we're going to try and do a play-by-play to to keep you updated. So Kat gave us the landing screen. There's this back to school that's what, it's supposed to evoke spray paint or something. There's layers of nostalgia here. Yeah, if it's not graffiti <sighs> style, I guess it's just like handwritten, handwritten like pixel art. Um, I'm gonna click- and there's look also notice it also says credits one in the lower right hand. Oh corner yeah, well there's the clearly there's a, machine. there's a score. Yeah, yeah it's do they have this on any? If they built, you know how like indie arcade cabinets is a thing. <laughs> if they had an indie arcade cabinet with this on it in a no fields, I would lose my shit. Um, I'm going to look at the game rules because I always do that. Oh, it's it's opening. It's not it's not in Whoa, the app. Whoa. The object. Wow. Okay. To the no frills. No frills.ca slash game rules. Not even. <laughs> that's amazing. Whoa. Uh, can I exit this? Uh, no, you must select your location. Divulge. So now it's doing a, a data scrape on us. Yeah. Yeah, it's asking where we are. And Cat, like a fool, said where they were. Which province? <laughs> um, the objective of this single-player side-scrolling game is to train for your next haul. That's crazy. By choosing a character and assuming the role of a hauler. The hauler will run seamlessly through the produce, packaged goods, bakery, and meat aisles of your local no-frills trademark store <laughs> to earn points for hauling grocery items, hauls. Yeah. Gaining <laughs> power-ups while avoiding pesky frills and treacherous Pesky frills. Holy see, this is like austerity propaganda. Yeah. Oh my god. You choose it's a character. It's training you. It, it literally just says it's training you. You choose a character, that's important, and assume the role of a hauler. Your hauler will start each game with three lives. Okay, let's... That's Okay, I think, yeah. But I, uh, I just oh, want to hey. go one step further because there's product yeah. placement. So apart from yeah, like placing their own brands, they're also yeah. like... They're also placing like pringles is paid to be a part of this yeah. game Somebody yeah well there's a list vote. there's a list of halls that you can get and no says, names here of the halls included pringles original flavor is one of them alongside Amongst, bananas and steak and avocado. exactly. avocados yeah. i should mention yeah toilet paper <laughs> avocados don't forget no the toilet list. paper yeah and no name is no name's showing up big bucks to be a <laughs> vanilla and chocolate cream i've never eaten one of those um, <laughs> Actually, I'm getting kind of hungry. PC <laughs> Organics frozen pizza. I yeah, I didn't frills. Know that. Okay, the idea of the game is to also avoid frills. Once your hauler hits a frill, you lose one of your hauler's three lives. Frills will be represented as eight bit versions of things you won't be able to find in your local no frills. <laughs> <laughs> so not just not just like. Kalamata olives oh, in a jar, see, but actually it, like a chalkboard. Frills include classic <laughs> back-to-school elements such as an overhead projector, a chalkboard, a bus filled with gold and gemstones. What the fuck? I would you can see who this is aimed at. This is aimed at. This is aimed at us. This is not aimed at children because no, a, a child right. has no idea what a fucking overhead projector is. Oh yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> a classic <laughs> school TV. <laughs> they just have. Comp- they just have computers. Yeah. 
They just no. They just have one iPad per class now. <laughs> well, Augie's class has this giant whiteboard. They call it, but it's basically and the and the teachers do just put on YouTube. Wow. <laughs> and who is Augie Ben? Are you, are you going to disclose Augie? Augie's my kid. They're a nine year old. I won't say which which uh, uh, institution they went to, so I don't just ship them in public. And what, what class? <laughs> How can you get in contact? And if you were to give the name of like a guardian that could pick them up after school, like what would that name be? <laughs> exactly. I wasn't even thinking of that angle. Um, All right. Well, I'm gonna get pumped. Um, do it. Do, get a haul. Get a haul. Cats. Cats vaping jewels and drinking Gatorade. Mm -hmm. There you go. Um, Do that on screen. It's good for our yeah, brand. Yeah, you can't. You can't actually say vape on Twitch. I'm pretty sure, or at least you can't do this vapes. Is a, this is just. Yeah. This is just carbonated water. Um, so let's vape, hit start. Vape, vape. Let's hit that flashing Alleged start button. Vape. Uh, Summer is over, is scrolling text on screen. Yeah. But the fight against frills is just <laughs> heating up. <laughs> Fuck this. Did Doug oh, Ford write this? It's time to train for your big back to school haul. Get the snacks. Dodge the frills. <laughs> Hauler class is back in session. Ooh. Because okay, yeah, there should school, be some sound effects that right now. No, the, yeah, there there should be, but, I, there's, but there's not. Um, yeah, there's no sound. School effects. is of course like always training us how to like be better reproduce workers. like what society wants us to reproduce, right? So to haul, to haul, to haul, all right. I'm gonna hit next. Am I prepared? Okay, so actually it was clicking, but now it's um, switch lanes is up and down and space is space bar. But I think I have to hit OK with my mouse in order to proceed. Collect um, these. Okay, yeah. Click good. those. Click Ooh, those. Avocados. Graphical error. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> this is really interesting. So the, I believe avocados are either 666 points or 800. 800. I bet it says 800. It says no, 800. no, it's 666. This is they're <laughs> definitely doing something here. This is the this is the poor unpaid game workers trying to reach out. <laughs> there is a there is um a hundred point box of different items. I think roast chicken is one of them. Yeah, Much more lower, valuable than lower. Points. There's a three hundred point uh, category that has. That's where the uh, no frills, naturally imperfect uh, brand oh, peppers. peppers are. are peppers. And then there's. I think it's an eight hundred points box that has avocado steak and then branded Pringles. How much do you think? Which Pringles is like what is the what like is top yeah top item top tier this. item top tier item. They're like Pringles. We're gonna put you in the hundred dollar way above. Of roasted chicken and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing some thematic inconsistencies here because how is steak not a, th a frill that's true <laughs> <laughs> well is any yeah I, I don't think I've, I've Pringles are a staple obviously but <laughs> I think sort of the statement of this so far with it saying like oh you know things like projectors uh, buses it's saying anything except for food is a frill Right. So it's like, which is always the goal of cap paper. because the goal of capital is to reduce the cost of the worker staying alive to be as minimal as possible, so they can scrape as much surplus value off of that worker's work. Um, so it's like, yeah, the more uh, the more frills they can impose, which is why they should probably take away the stake in the. I guess it's like only everything except for food is a frill. That's a good ideology for capitalism. Well, and then the, I like also like with in here in Ontario where there's all these cuts to education that the edu the implements of education, such as they are represented are, in this game, are themselves frills <laughs> that ought to be put. Oh my god! Oh, I didn't even think of that. Thanks. Oh, that's so dark. Uh, is that and this the steak is probably there because you know Canadian beef and cows eat grass and grass absorbs <laughs> True. carbon. Shout out so, Alberta. Yeah, if you like eat more beef, you're actually like doing good for the you're planet. You're a patriot. You're a goddamn yeah. patriot. And yeah. A Not only are you supporting Ugh. your country, but you are also growing more grass. What is the <laughs> which <laughs> fight climate change? So this is like Fordist. 
propaganda, like Fordist hipster propaganda. You mean yeah. Doug Ford? Or yes. Do you mean, okay. <laughs> Henry. He means Henry. Yeah. Well, maybe it's Fordist <laughs> in that it's like about reducing us to like a tail, an atomized like <laughs> assembly line. Okay, you want to hit? Okay. All right. Um. So up and down, and let's see if that works. Oh no, actually. So I have to use my mouse. Bad design here. So the controls in the game are arrow keys and spacebar, but you actually have to click through. The menu. The menu. Okay, oh. here's the frills. Wow, that bus Damn. is huge. These are not really nice pixel art yeah. of a bus filled with money. That's hilarious. Uh, uh, a chalkboard that says frills many times, like Bart Simpson writing frills on it a bunch of times. A TV that sells frills. Also looks like yeah, it has a VCR player. Very cool. Yeah, very like, these are all very reminiscent of when we went to school. Mm -hmm. Okay, There's frills. That, yeah. Get, let's avoid those frills. Ooh, some power-ups. Okay. So coins, looks like coins, uh, extra life, triple jump, hall magnet, cool, power hauler. They're all displayed on coins, right? Yeah, they're That's displayed on coins. Different that power you can, ups that we that, can climb. I guess like signs that you can also get. Oh, don't lose your hearts. You have three hearts. You have three hearts. That, that's my, these are my instructions. Okay, and now oh. we have the character selection screen. Very du jour, lots of representative characters. Yeah, but all I think like, this person's even old. like a hipster granny. Yeah, <laughs> this person's old. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what they're supposed to do. Oh, I still have to click this. I I guess I'll be yeah. Oh, strong granny. Strong. That, that's yeah. The least cultural appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the, being the man would be cultural appropriation. Um. No frills. Won't be B. Crawford's no frills. Is that Whoa. a really existing I, no frills somewhere? I don't hear anything be. yet. There's somewhere no, we won't be able to hear it. Oh, yeah, it's, but, okay. the but it is recording. It. All right. Okay, okay so, so I'm already starting. No uh, oh, Lots of okay. Pringles branding. Bing, 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 bing. So the frame rate is like very low. Um, low. But I think that's the design of the yeah. game itself. I, I wonder it's if the they made it using an engine or what. Or, what do I? I'm not like, oh, fuck, fuck. Or actually, it might be the stream. Yeah, I think we're just lagging it out. That's oh. hilarious. This unplayable oh my game. This is insane. Uh-oh, I died. Um, Dang. No, wait. Uh, yeah, I lost another heart. Uh, Whoa, so... Wait, aren't you usually... Isn't Twitch... Aren't you usually supposed to play games while you're streaming and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, I mean, I guess browser games. I'm not sure if that's uh -huh. <laughs> like you think. Okay, now it just black screened. Did the, I think you beat it, Kat. Yeah, yeah. I think you won the game. Okay, well, Damn. do you want it? You're let's an excellent hauler. Let's reload, see what happens. And let's sort of talk about what, the, what was the actual action in the game. Yeah. So it was side-scrolling, like sort of uh, what you would call a 2.5 view a la uh, Double Dragons or uh, uh, what are the classic like sort of fighting, arcade fighting, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. And um, back, to, back to the back-to-school font that we're looking at kind of evokes that too, kind of has that Double Dragon yeah. aesthetic. Totally. And you're uh, you're rushing through you're rushing on uh, from the left to the right as the, the character stays in the same place on the screen while everything else moves. Mm -hmm. But you can move uh, you can move up or down or which jump. Is, but I couldn't really. The, I think, yeah, either frame the frame rate was, rate was, so, rate was so low. That we I couldn't couldn't tell. I think I it's jumping. also hard to jump a, a lot of those obstacles. I think you need the power up to get over some of them. Right. Augie played the first one quite a bit. And so uh -huh. you mostly need to avoid, and then only when you have some of the power-ups are you able to jump over some of them. But Augie was able to get farther than we just got, right? Augie had a record, and I don't know if the record was, like, just on our screen or what, but, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it was yes. actually connected to anything or if it was, like, a false thing. I don't see anywhere here where you... The scoreboard would be top of mind, I think. If So it must just be a... Oh, yeah, I wonder how the, how the score works. I wonder how they're determining who's the greatest hauler and taking action. Because the crazy well, it's thing probably like low hanging fruit. Like they probably don't <laughs> want it. To, like they probably want everybody to have a sense of achievement. So they're not <laughs> going to. This is not. This is yeah. This is a game to make you feel good. There's about probably being, like a really about sh going shop at no frills. Okay, so what is the point of this game? Like. I mean, yeah. like, I don't mean, like, I mean, it's design, it's inception. I don't mean, like, the object of the game. Why did they do this? And it's effective, clearly. Mm. Uh, effective at what? 
I mean, people are playing it and, and it wasn't as if like, it, it, this isn't something that you two discovered because you have like arcane video game knowledge. Like this is <laughs> somehow an effective, Meme. uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and so is there, a, I, I feel like there's definitely a data scrape element. Oh, so, okay. So you're sort of like, you're sort of talking in a material sense. What are they really gaining from this? Because I would think that because like video games like represent even just mechanics themselves represent an aesthetic. And then this game is like, just like loaded with a really specific nostalgic aesthetic. Nostalgic drip. Yeah. Nostalgic sopping with it. Um, the, uh, they're j it's just an item, an article of branding, an artifact that's supposed to. And marketing, um, I guess, but only like this surface level marketing. I'm like, what's the deeper move here well training as well like it's a dis so in a way it's a it's like Foucaultian disciplinary tool where it's like yeah. it's literally saying that it's training us to be haulers mm -hmm. uh what does it do you think it needs a more more of a material reason to exist than that like well you well, don't often curious, have you, yeah why would you like it clearly there's like a budget behind it and there's a budget behind um like cr creating the fashion label so like, how would you get that approval? Like, uh, if you didn't have a good reason, if you didn't reason. have a good reason to spend that money, <sighs> unless they just, I mean, it is such a massive corporation. It just has like an advertising budget and this just could have been how they chose to, I mean, you can only see so many, like no frills won't be beat signs and, and or like ads and. <laughs> like maybe they just wanted something drastically different. Or was it not coming up anymore? Sorry, it was. Oh. Oh no, it, oh. I don't think it is. Ben, what what were you saying? Uh no, I mean that that I I didn't have more than that initial speculation and Kat was like kind of expanding on my own intuition It's just like what the hell is the point? Cuz did you guys see the ads that went with with the new push for hauler? It's like the these very similar types so you have this like uh like this representative yes. cast and they're all doing like parkour right, through right, right, right. oh yeah okay i do remember it looks like the hashtag holler. it's just as dripping but it's with very fashiony yeah yeah there, Whoa, and there you see the t-shirts yeah. here we go hashtag like, ripping on warhol you kind of they have that screen print vibe it kind yeah, of looks like looks a zine a little bit it looks the, like a photocopy we're looking zine. at posters advertising this campaign hauler which is obviously it's just like oh the hauler is their fashion brand eh yeah we can look uh, at this no frills officially launches from blog to no, academic publication it's clothing clothing uh, clothing line <laughs> Here it is. So yeah, what is the, We're this is what, this is what I, I'm saying about, like besides training us, the game is just an item of branding because which the, the goal of branding is to elicit a sort of interaction and response in the individual. And what can do that better than a, a game? And the ephemera you wear. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, so we're looking at blog TO uh, article from uh, May 8, 2018. So we're a bit late on this, but No Frills officially <laughs> launches its own clothing line um, is the headline. And there is a uh, there's an image of a person standing in a um, no, clearly a no, no frills aisle because it's the frozen entirely foods yellow. Aisle. Yeah, the frozen foods. In an outfit best. assembled from like vintage kit. Like you, yeah. it's a very value village kind of yeah. look. There's some sort of fur on the side. <laughs> the person, oop, no. We'll no, don't want that. more. Uh, got some pop-ups that is happening. Um, uh, oh yeah, it's a Canadian discount store chain, no frills. They of the free fruit-stained moving boxes and epic parking oh, this, lot fights just dropped right. a clue. Yeah, I'm not really sure if I want to read this out loud. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they put out, it seems that they put out a couple different items. It does items. say those who are expecting a, go, a Joe Fresh style experience uh, will be disappointed. But it's key to remember that No Frills is not Loblaws. <laughs> They're owned by the same company. <laughs> That's what it says next. Wow. These just Should we images. wrap it up? Yeah, I, so. I agree. What, yeah, what do you think? The, oh, look, let's do some plugs. 
Yeah, it's either it it showed up. It was doing a fire festival style uh, Instagram um, advertising by yeah. putting yellow <laughs> yellow squares in Instagram. <laughs> oh, I see. Classic. Yeah. Um, wait, let me get the holler. Yeah. Uh, As we back here, we go. Um, what do yeah? What do you got to plug? Well, yeah, we got a couple things we can plug. I think we should plug the Brandscape doing rentals. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have multiple studios available between two and four hundred dollars. Private studios, semi-private studios, and something we're calling permodular, which allows you kind of to be in a kind of kind of co-working space. It's also available for uh, booking events. What's the address for that? One one three six Dupont Street, Toronto, at the corner of Dupont and Dufferin. Um, what do you and guys what is the plug? Brandscape? The Brandscape is a cool cooperative studio. <laughs> Very cool. And very I, definitely cool. Very, very much the place to be if you are a hauler. Uh, <laughs> and on an up and no coming fields. strip of uh, art venues by Cooper Cole and what else is up there? Uh, Lift, uh, the, the Toronto Animated Images Society, um, all the bars. Mm-hmm. Close to X Space. It's there. got. It's really got a, a lot Blood of good. Brothers. It's like all the you get to hang out with. All the people that we like to hang out with. Come and put your shoulder to the gentrification wheel. <laughs> no, that's not a plug anymore. Um, what do you guys Struggle got session. to plug? Um, well, we'll be showing our VR documentary called Resourced at... Uh, Workman Arts Festival. Workman Arts at Rendezvous with Madness Festival is the name of the festival, right. which is happening on Toronto from the 10th to the 12th. Um, the opening's on the 10th, and we'll be showing our VR piece. It's on the Oculus Quest, which is the uh, a newer Oculus that's really it's it's a, it takes Entirely advantage tetherless. It's tetherless. The the app takes advantage of that tetherless technology. Uh, we'll also be working on a yeah new video to go along with this release. Um, and then we're doing a talk as part of that festival on the 12th um, at the Toronto Media Arts Centre. The whole thing is at TMAC, the Toronto Media Arts Centre, which is at on 32 Lisgar, I believe, in like Queen Lisgar in Toronto. And then, and then Kat, you get a plug. We I all get, get a plug. We all get, get a plug plugs. session. You get a plug. Uh, so then I will also plug one of our collaborative projects, um, Intern Purgatory, which will be... Uh, premiering at the Halifax Nocturnes Festival. Halifax is Nuit Blanche for those who are Toronto-based. And it will be an exploded VR installation, meaning a three-screen projection um, of some uh, work that the Tough Guy Mountain Collective has created. Any East Coast fans show up on the... 19th of October to Halifax's Nocturne Festival. Come through. Uh, Kat, where can people find you if they want to find you on the internet? Find me on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitch, and, and Twitch at <laughs> Kat Blimke. And, um, Instagram is also Kat Blimke? Instagram, yeah. yeah, both of those are Kat Blimke. So that is uh, my name. Uh, C-A-T-B-L-U-E-M-K-E. Um, and uh, you can find our games online, the one we were referring to. We'll put them in the show notes, but also uh, Escape the Gig Economy is at gigco.app. So that's G-I-G-C-O dot app. And our studio, uh, more of our games previews can be uh, viewed online at spec.work. So that's S-P-E-K dot W-O-R-K. Nice. Where do you find you, John? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, Ben's got Don't a couple of uh, emails you can reach him at. Um, uh, you should spell them. Yeah, I was trying to think of a good joke. <laughs> no. Um, if they want to find me, they can find me at Instagram at paleeyesmusic.com. I, I have a playlist collecting my best uh, music from the last 10 years, my various music product, products. That's the best place to find me. And that's um, on, is that playlist on, on uh, Spotify? You can find it in the bio. Yeah, it's, it's linked in the bio to Spotify and Apple Music. Um. 
Yeah, don't just, it's hard to find Ben just looking up Pale Eyes on Google, but if you Google Pale Eyes music, you might find Ben. If you Google <laughs> Pale Eyes music Ben McCarthy, you will definitely find Ben. <laughs> That's SEO. Sometimes when you do just Pale Eyes music, you get the song Pale Blue Eyes by the, by the Velvet Underground. Finger Maybe with that, we mm. say goodbye to each other. Bye to each other or bye just to the recording? Let's let's pretend that we're saying goodbye to each other, but then yeah, yeah, we'll stay good. here and talk about what we just did. Okay, yeah, it was great talking to you. Bye, yeah, Really good, guys. Have fun out there. Yeah, we haven't even told you Thanks about so our much. Moves. Bye, Ben. <laughs> bye. bye. Next